Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Empathic Futures Lab podcast, the show about human-focused futures for the world in which we live. I'm Chris. And I'm Christian. Alright, awesome. Uh, As of this time, uh, I still haven't edited the last one, that last podcast we recorded, so uh, maybe I'll be releasing these in short order. We'll see. Or maybe I'll sit on this one for a week and release the other one tomorrow morning. We could do that, that way we don't have too much of a downtime. Yeah, that might be the best way to do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I got a topic today, um, I think somewhat inspired by past topics, uh, hopefully a little bit in range of that, and also somewhat inspired by this interesting news within the last, like, three weeks or so that Airbnb is looking at starting an architecture arm and building their own houses. Um, Quote-unquote architecture. Quote-unquote architecture. <laughs> sounds, sounds similar enough in my book. Anyway, do you want to you introduce this? Uh, yeah, sure. So, I think uh, we're trying to do a loose connection here to what we were talking about before with immersion and interfaces and... And I think the direction we're trying to take that is looking at Airbnb as a platform uh, and how you interface with that platform, like a virtual platform. Airbnb is a virtual platform. And how, how does one interface with that platform? Um, and so Air, they've had a very particular way in which they've done that up until now um, and have introduced this new program uh, just recently, as Chris said, within the last three weeks that they're, they're looking at, a, a, I guess, a new way of allowing people to interface with, with that platform and, and provide a service. But I don't know if they care as much about providing a service as much as they care about sort of learning and, and, and growing a databases. I don't, at least that's, that's my, my perspective on this. And, and I, have, I have a weird rant that goes into that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess on my end, I think there is a, I think they're what they're providing the sort of thing that they're providing people the good that they're providing is a place to stay a place to experience a place a, a place to kind of live for at least a short while and, and be a part of some some area in some ways it's it's an extension of the hotel or, or the new version of the hotel in a similar way that we work is sort of the new way of looking at an office but i mean also at the same time it's it's uh, kind of this or at least in theory, this sort of scrappy or do-it-yourself kind of version of that. But I, I think you could think of this this architecture as an extension of their of their brand in the sense that if they're going to be providing a place to stay, they they want to make sure that that place to stay is relevant and useful to their brand. Uh, they want to make sure that those are available to people. So uh, I think it kind of services this sort of branding effort that they're they're putting forth or this sort of experience that they've built so far, especially sure. if they're going to design these spaces specifically for that in some way. Um, but having the data certainly certainly helps their cause. Okay, so where we wanted to go with this today was um, we, we really want to get into a, a, a discussion about authenticity, and I think Airbnb is kind of a fun one to do that with, or at least pick on them. I'm going to pick on them hard, and, and maybe you can defend them. Okay, okay. Hard. Um, if we want to take those roles and maybe I won't pick on them hard enough. We'll see. But so we wanted to lead into a conversation with our next discussion about authenticity. And I had like so much caffeine today. So I think, I think things are going to kind of roll well. 
And oh I, have, I had fire fingers typing up my rant about this. Oh my gosh. Earlier. So okay. this, this discussion of authenticity and how like branding and experience or this very, very curated experience kind of fits in, how that all fits together. Um, and it's, it's easy to kind of poke at Airbnb about this. And I think it's even easier because I know we've talked about this like experience design moving forward as being really important in the way in which architecture moves forward. But it's almost to the point that Airbnb has taken that and they've run with it, right? So and I want to point that out because you can you can go to Airbnb's website and you can like find a place to stay or you can do like these experiences or look at restaurants or whatever. But these experiences are ridiculous, right? So I scroll down and like the sixth or seventh one I see is best Instagram at the Art Institute in Chicago. What? So it looks like someone follows you around and takes pictures of you at the Art Institute in Chicago. And I just think like, I just think how ridiculous that is. <laughs> About your, listen, let me try to figure out what, what, what I'll provide. Coffee or tea if needed. Um, what to bring. Make sure your camera or phone is charged. There will be some walking, so please bring comfortable shoes. You'll have time at each location for each picture. Let us capture the memories. You will have all the pictures taken from us. We'll guide you how to crop slash edit if needed. So if like I'm gonna share this link with you right now, Chris, and okay. then and we'll put it on the uh, on the show notes too, so we can we can kind of and this is totally off the cuff. I've just found this, um, and it, it's it's like a perfect example. It, it's just absolutely ridiculous, um, and people love it apparently. Oh, it has ten reviews. Ten people loved it. Huh. Five out of five. Five out of. <laughs> oh my. That's awesome. Um, and so it's, so it's like this guy is just doing this. Uh, two people. Two people are just Ronaldo doing this. Ronaldo and Carla. Huh. And it's, it's great because this person is actually probably making money doing this, and it's the weirdest thing ever uh, because this industry shouldn't exist, but apparently it does. <laughs> um, well, hey, you got to get the, the, the local experience, right? Well, that's the thing. And so that's, I mean, that brings up a question for me. Um, and I want, and I want to do a weird comparison here. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw these four places all in the same category. So I'm going to throw this Airbnb experience, McDonald's, Disney world, and Venice. Uh huh. Okay. Like for me, it's all the same. Like all these things are the, are the same right now. (laughs) It's, It's a hyper curated experience and, and maybe just maybe I, I honestly like. I feel like this best Instagram at Art Institute Chicago thing is right up there at Disney World in terms of quote unquote authenticity. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so for me, that brings up a huge question about what is this authenticity? And oh gosh, this rant just goes out of control. Uh, so I, I, I did talk a lot about McDonald's and how uh, they introduced this, um, this kiosk. When I was in Europe, I saw we have like this global brand at McDonald's like right, Venice right. is more or less a global brand um, and Airbnb and then Disney World right, Disney right. of course um, and McDonald's is an interesting one too because I, I noticed a couple of years ago when I was in Europe doing something I don't know uh, one of the McDonald's had these automated kiosks and and it, it, what I thought about McDonald's at first was that okay McDonald's kind of 
does this smearing of critical regionalism, and we'll get to that in a bit, where they take their model and kind of, and try to blend it into wherever they are a little bit, at least in Europe. Um, but then, then I thought found it interesting that they introduced these uh, automated kiosks, and I saw them first in Europe, and then within like probably last year, I started seeing them pop up all over the U.S. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, and to me, that seems like oh, a huge. Oh, this where you go on the menu and pick your items, and then you like, and then just bring and serve it at the counter. It's one yeah. of those things. Oh yeah. Okay. They they had one yeah. in Shanghai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the, you're starting to see them pop up all over the U.S. And for me, I think that makes sense in like super touristy places because there could be language issues and maybe right. that makes that a lot easier right maybe maybe people in europe don't want to work at mcdonald's um <laughs> maybe so, yeah. so they introduce automated kiosks for you know i don't that that's probably not the case but for me i thought that one was interesting because it's it's talking about this homogenization like even within mcdonald's which we think is the most the most homogenized thing like globalized brand uh-huh. Maybe Nike's up there too, and even there, it was some c- compression which could happen within that brand, which I thought was really fascinating. So let me try circling this back to Airbnb. Okay. So Airbnb first starts with the you you rent someone's bed or whatever you rent their air bed, uh-huh. air mattress. Like that was the idea, right? Yeah. You had to you rent someone's air mattress, and then it became room, and then like whole apartments and and then you can then you can rent an entire block city block or whatever and right, maybe right, that right. never happened. but uh, and then and then you then they have these experiences and everything else and for me yeah it's all branding like that's all it is none of it it I don't my question is is like how do we actually define what is an authentic experience like walking around the art institute of chicago having someone photograph you Maybe that's a really strange way to do the Art Institute, but is that more authentic than going to an Undo project, which is almost like a global brand within right. Chicago? You know, right. there's there's Undo within Chicago too. Or and are they all pretty much the same? Is it all McDonald's? Right. Um, okay. So I guess I guess my take on this, it's this idea that that when you go somewhere, you're not staying at a hotel, right? So like I think you could think of like the Hilton or the Marriott or the DoubleTree or no matter how nice they are or whatever, uh, the Waldorf Astoria, those are sort of things that you kind of walk in and you those are like super heavily branded, right? You know that that you kind of know what experience you're gonna get or like a I don't know courtyard courtyard inn or whatever those are called that have the happy hours in the atrium, um, you kind of understand what you're gonna get with those things, so those are truly like homogenized brands and the whole point of that is to be reliable to people. So that when they go somewhere, they know what they're getting, they know what to expect, they know it's going to be a good experience. Versus I think the Airbnb experience is rooted in this place to stay that's not necessarily homogenized. It's on the same platform, but it's someone's apartment in some city in some like area where they live generally. Uh, and it might not always be like, you know, you, you, you're not staying in the loop like you might be in Chicago or on the Mag Mile. You're staying in like Lincoln Park or the West Loop or... Uh, Maybe you're staying in the loop, but generally speaking, I would think that most of the Airbnbs would be a little out of the way in the residential spaces. Um, More, I think, I think, in, as as a general rule, yes, that's what Airbnb has been. Right, and I think once you start laying on these experiences, I I haven't really looked too much into the experiences. It was never something 
it wasn't something that we tried to do while we were out there. But I think it's sort of this extension of the brand that while you're there, they're going to have local tour guides show you around. And, and I think maybe this art museum one is a particularly egregious example of someone trying to do something super touristy. There's uh, all these that are just photo shoots. Right. And, and sort of taking advantage of the Instagram one. But I think the initial idea was that it was locals taking you to more local places as opposed to, or like your host telling you what's good around you as opposed to just Instagram shoots, though perhaps that's what that's turned into. But I think, I think what's interesting about Airbnb is on one hand, you're right that it's this giant global social media brand in a sense uh, where they're, they are bring trying to bring people together in this one sort of marketplace or social connected sphere of influences. Uh, where everyone can kind of see each other and stay where they want. And it, it, it works in the same way that Uber works or Twitter works or Medium works, where they have these sort of disparate groups of people or smaller individuals who are not attached to some umbrella brand and like brings them to this area where it essentially in, imparts trust on them, that they are part of Airbnb, so they are somewhat verified, they have reviews, so you can kind of trust these people. Otherwise, you'd just be staying in some random person's house without accountability. Right, so I think that's kind of what they bring to the table. But I think what's interesting about this brand is because even though it's so big and so global, and you can get something everywhere, uh, they have this sort of, at least in theory, this incentive to, to keep things local and relatively authentic to what the local is. And then, and then, but once you kind of break that down, maybe that's where you start to get these sort of perversions of what local means, where you get these Instagram shoots. So I think that's to me where this authentic idea comes into question. It's like. How local is too? When do you? When do you like? Is it like gentrifying it in a in a way like a tourism version of gentrification, where you're like making it too authentic or to the point that it becomes fake, right? Because as someone who grew up in the Chicago suburbs, like I loved going to the art museum. I don't know if true Chicago city residents like it, but I loved it, and I wouldn't consider myself like truly a tourist in the city. Maybe like a half tourist, but semi-local, and I still enjoyed it. It's just like. Once you start to layer this on, it becomes like a perversion of that in a way. Right, and I, I guess Maybe I don't necessarily think... Well, so I think there's two directions that... And I'm going to try to wrap up this Instagram art shoot one and then lead into the next one, which we should be talking about probably. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that the Instagram... Best Instagram at Art Institute Chicago thing is necessarily inauthentic i just think it's hilarious yeah it is funny it is funny i don't know how you could define what is authenticity because venice today isn't what isn't the same as what venice maybe was right even 10 years ago because i one of the thing is is airbnb has very much popularized um, popularized yeah but that's not the word i'm looking for galvanized travel it has it has just made I, I feel like maybe that's not the case but I feel like travel has become has grown exponentially and maybe that's just because I'm doing more of it now it might just be because now we're older we have money we can travel alone right and that, that might be the case but because before you had hostels right Airbnb is yeah. kind of stepping into hostels a little bit and stepping on hotels a little bit right it's um, sort of this middle ground but, I feel like yeah either way though I, the way that Venice is now versus how it was not maybe not too long ago is I, I was just kind of disgusted when I went there because it's 
It's not what I... It, it, it was like the Big Mac that doesn't look like the Big Mac when you get it. Uh-huh. Um, it's not what I expected to get. And uh-huh. So it was a disappointment, but, I mean, it, it's still a place. It's authentic. Like It, it exists. It's just highly engineered uh, to the point that you can't sit in the public square or eat food in the public square, yeah. the, main, the main square. And in a lot of ways, I see... I see these experiences and then what Airbnb is moving into with this backyards project as being extremely engineered. Whereas before, like there's general guidelines that Airbnb has for how people have to act, but the the experience is very much up to the person giving it. Right. Well, so, I don't know. I think that might be slightly unfair just to the extent that there was really no details out there about what Backyard is, except for some vague sort of press release about it. Right, but what they say, I find to be very, to implicate some things, particularly here. So after surveying the construction industry in search of practical solutions, we concluded it was necessary to start from a blank slate. If we're truly going to reimagine the design of homes, we have to be holistic. We can't approach Backyard solely from the point of view of design, architecture, urbanism, civic ordinance, sustainable materiality, or manufacturing, we have to grapple with the whole of it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, I, I read that, and I think, wow, they're going to do architecture better than any architect has ever done architecture. Yeah. But what they're creating is a highly engineered brand experience. And Well, I, I guess I'm going to push back and say we don't know what they're creating. Well, that's, they're saying that they're going to do all these things, which... They're saying they're going to, yeah. Well, they're saying they're going to investigate these things. But, I mean, like you said, that might be doing architecture better than anyone else. I think it comes down to execution. That being said, I don't know if I trust them to execute it correctly or well. But I think to jump to conclusions based on a press release, at least in terms of condemning or praising them beyond the idea of, oh, you kind of paid lip service to the correct things. Uh, well, I don't... I, I think they're going to do the, all those things. Like, act, I think they're actually going to do all those things. Yeah. And I think it's going to be pretty good Yeah. architecturally. I don't, I, I'm not going to discredit them in any way. I think the models that they've produced are nice. Uh-huh. Uh, what, what, they're, what they're showing, what they're talking about is all the right things. This guy in the window, I think it's a rendering. You think it's not a rendering. We'll, we'll include this link as well. I think... It looks like a great space. It, it looks like good architecture. Yeah. And so does Kanye's project. It looks like good architecture. Yeah. I guess, so, okay. I guess my other pushback is, or maybe my, my reaction is based on the fact that when you say it's a highly engineered space, it comes off as extremely kind of, or it has a sort of negative connotation to it, which I'm not necessarily in, a, in agreement with that being a negative connotation. Um, well, that's... To the same extent that, like... I, I guess I don't know enough about Venice to say that their motivations beyond not eating in the, the public squares and such as tourism-based versus we just want to keep our streets clean. Uh, in the same way that like Singapore bans gum, is that a is that a is that a cleanliness thing? Is that a is that a tourist-based thing? Well, it might be I don't all I don't know enough about uh, the space, the culture, and then the politics to really react to that. But I, I guess well, my pushback is highly engineered is not necessarily a bad thing. No, 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 no. But that, for me, I, I don't think it. Nece- I don't think it's necessarily a, a bad thing either. But it's 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 going to be part of the brand. It's going right. to be up the brand. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be just like a McDonald's, where 
it, it all functions the same. And, and, and for WeWork, everything looks the same. Uh-huh. And they kind of make it a little bit appear architecturally a little bit different. Right, right. And what does that say about architecture? Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's sort of the, uh, the final piece of this discussion is once we start to interface all these new um, ideas and all this data we have, is uh, does there just become some sort of more efficient way of doing things that you kind of just layer on a look onto but what kind of was worrying some is that sort of what modernism did in a sense they had some sort of machine for living and then they i guess maybe they didn't do as as much of a or didn't have as much of an interest as layer on layering on like a human aesthetic to it but yeah it was a highly engineered space in that sense it was it was kind of bad one thing I was wondering, uh, I mean, so everything's it kind of has, it, it's supposed to have like this authentic, materialistic look. Right. It seems like that's very much what they're going for. This. Right. Well, that's sort is, of the what is current very popular in architecture these days. Right. It's kind of the current uh, thing. It. I mean, kind of a meme. Yeah. Uh, well, I read this like recent article in Curbed, which was generally pretty good there were a couple things where i was like i don't know who this guy is and why he's worth listening to but it was just funny listening to them talk about sketchup contemporary and how all the housing kind of looks the same now and it's, it's fairly true sketchup contemporary is sort of a thing or revit modernism or whatever it is developer modernism yeah so one question i had related to that is if related to this whole discussion is if you have as much control over someone's physical, like personal environment, as Facebook does over our, our Facebook environment, uh, what happens? I don't like, know. So, I mean, do they do they move beyond? Because it says smart home technologies, right? Sophisticated I don't... manufacturing smart home, vast insight. What does that mean? I think okay. So the way I'm reading this, and I could be wrong. I could be underestimating how much data they have. The way I'm reading it, and kind of how I'm hoping they're taking it, is that they've for so long been able to understand who, what houses, what apartments are the most successful with certain groups of people, uh, certain demographics and certain cities. Generally, what's accept, what is rated well in terms of what an apartment looks like, and they have pictures right. of this and such right. to sort of prove that. Yeah. Uh, and, and to a certain extent, depending on how good the pictures are, I would suppose their data is better or worse because they can get a better or worse understanding of the apartment. But... If you have access to all this data, in theory, you'd be able to say that you kind of understand the aesthetic that people enjoy and find pleasing, especially regionally, right? So if you're going to some city, you're kind of looking, well, suppose, take this as an example. When I went to Hong Kong, we looked for this uh, apartment in in a certain area. We stayed in Wan Chai in Hong Kong. but it was we we did look around and see like oh this apartment looks kind of nice and maybe what you're kind of expecting to stay in Hong Kong and and maybe you have an understanding of that because you're like oh this sort of thing works well here this sort of size works well here I like that yeah yeah and and to the extent that otherwise I guess when I think about the apartments that we design at work like they're nice spaces generally like the interiors are pretty nice and like cozy and comfort like and large and light and like generally like 
I would would not mind living there. To a certain extent, they're kind of bland, but I wouldn't mind living there. But the way I think about it is, for so long, like you kind of have to keep these interiors nice but bland, right? Because you don't really know what people want, per se, out of this apartment. But suppose you have all this data about what people like and what and how it's furnished. Maybe you can start to push certain things a little more in the aesthetic and not leave it just yeah. kind of black and white with wood or black and white with stone countertops, right? <laughs> you can you can kind of push a personality onto the spaces because you can have a little more confidence that this sells in this region. Yeah. I think uh, you don't necessarily have to hope that people can impart their own personality on a space. That's really interesting perspective on it. Because I, I was thinking about these as, like, Sears off-the-shelf things from, like, the 50s, uh-huh. where that was probably all pretty much the same. Maybe right. you had, like, a couple a couple different models that were more regionalized. Right. Or you could choose a model that was more regionalized. Right. But I think for the most part, if it looked one way in New Jersey, it would probably look the same way in Naperville or wherever. Yeah. But I think... To me, that that sort of would be a wasted opportunity for Airbnb, and especially with how much data they have on what people like and what people dislike. You know, um, I think I think you're definitely right about that. It would be sort of a shame if, because they even kind of touch on it, right, in in their vague press release talking about um, how do people like to live and and how do people like to evolve in their spaces, and and I think in a certain extent it's like kind of trying to understand the house as a machine. In, in a modernist sort of way, but I think at least the connotations behind what they're saying are slightly different. It's not so much the house is a machine and they're all the same. It's the house is a machine, but we everyone's different. And it's like, how do you get the most out of it for individuals? Uh, which is sort of what their branding is kind of pushing towards, these sort of local experiences, right? So Right. And then that's... So for me, you talk about the house is a machine, and I wanted... It's, it's, this, it's this device... For Airbnb, it's a device that learns more and allows them to "quote unquote" optimize, right, the way in which people live, and and how do they get people to live there long, like stay there longer? How do you get people to do this more often? How do you people, right. get people to always only be using your services? Yeah. How do we incre- how do we add value above and beyond what a hotel does, and so forth? Yeah. And I, I thought about the five by five thing, which which was like the the uh, the NSA in your neighborhood yeah. project and how how much like how much this idea could be moving towards that because they're these things could be so unassuming as right. to what they are uh, and the architecture itself is probably going to be great yeah I think that really it, it'll be interesting to see if they push it in that direction or not because I think even without that they have an incentive just to provide housing stock um, my thought being they need enough housing stock in these cities to survive and there's already sort of pushback against people renting out too many of these places and taking away how uh, apartment units from long-term rental and just to put it out in short-term rental because you make more money in, as an airbnb i think or at least in some areas than you do as a as a landlord for like a traditional yearly rent cycle so and think, to me, it makes sense that these would be in more suburban areas anyway, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, but I think you could also push for it to be in these, like, be nicer apartment buildings in these city centers. I think you could make a case for that. Uh, I was reading this article I was talking about on Curbed that they were talking about how the reason that 
all these apartments look the same is just economic and code, right? Uh, the code allows you to build these, I don't know, five-ish story wood on, uh, wood upper above a concrete podium building, which is everything that we do at work. Four plus one or four or plus, one plus one, five, four one plus one and five, whatever. Yeah. Um, which everything we do, all the housing that we do, I think is like that. And, and it all starts to look kind of very similar because you don't have a whole lot of play in that, right? Because your floor plates have to be optimized. Uh, the building can only be so tall. Uh, your building, your materials are sort of limited by cost on top of that because the whole reason you do that, you do that is because it's cheap. So that's where all this like SketchUp modernism starts to come in or SketchUp contemporary or whatever. I like that. Developer, <laughs> developer modernism, uh, whatever you want to call it, starts to come in. It's always exactly the same. Yeah, and, and you can sort of dress them up differently, but they do, they all look the same. Like at the yeah. end of the day, they all look more or less the same. Some are done well, some are done less well, but basically the same stuff it's like even in yeah even in champagne if you look back just 30 40 years there's a lot of variation right at least with what remains right but now you look at it i was laughing as i was reading this article because they're talking about it. it's a concrete podium wood construction above you start off with nice materials and it always gets down ve down to hardy board and i was just like that's hilarious well that's yeah, like what then, happens <laughs> probably regulated ourselves into that. On the right. other end, it's cheaper and it's optimized to do right. to right. do to work. But okay, so I guess so so consider this. Airbnb comes into these cities and they're like, "Okay, shoot. We need more housing in order to sustain our business model because people like people are moving to city centers. We want to be able to put people in city centers, and in order to put people in city centers, we need available apartment units in order to do that." So if we start building these, we're kind of creating our own stock from which to choose from. Or whether or not they force some of these to be used as Airbnb units, or they just put out 100 units and maybe like five people who live there decide to Airbnb out, and the other 95 are just living there full time, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I think either way, they've kind of done their job by adding more to the stock of that. But I think if you consider that, suppose they're going into this thing we need to fix construction, A, because it's the right thing to do, B, because no one has really done it yet, and C, because in order for us to be relatively successful, we need unique local experiences or experiences that feel sort of authentic to the area. But if all the apartments across the U.S. look all the same, it's, it's kind of homogenized. So that's not doing Airbnb any good. So if you come in with like these ideas about how do you create construction in a way that works and is cheaper and is streamlined and is more on budget do you have a little more freedom to use materials that are uh, a little more local and, and and be a little more authentic to your area because you can just design things a little more with a little more leeway as to price sure maybe um, i don't know I, that's my that's sort of a theory on it i mean part of it is they want to do these things with like these accessory doling units which are like houses in the back of houses um, right, like you know, you put a little house in your garage and you rent that out. Um, but they didn't seem to shy away from apartment buildings, and my theory is maybe that sort of helps them if they solve this, because you're able to create better architecture. I think that's a potential, and and I think the architecture will be good. But my question is really, is like, where do we draw the line? On like, are do we only evaluate the end result? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm in terms of its quote-unquote authenticity. So, you, like, everyone, everyone's ready to get up in arms about Facebook. Right. Because 
apparently their intentions weren't good or something. Yeah. They, apparently they were trying to get people just to stay on their platform and use their platform. Right. And any way that that works, that's fine. So if if whatever Airbnb does helps their bottom line in a similar way in which you're always using Airbnb, you only use Airbnb and so on. Why why does that why does that validate the architecture? And and, and you can say the same for any art. Like right. it, you can only ever for whatever reason you can only ever evaluate art based on the end product. Yeah, I guess my theory my my thought is it kind of does I think maybe it does sort of depend on their intentions because if they go through it with all this potential and they kind of strip out the potential and just sort of build a build a box that looks good and they've kind of dressed up and just ignored all the other problems then they are kind of doing it strictly for the bottom line if if they go through this whole thing and sort of revolutionize the arch- the way that construction or not revolutionize there are other firms doing this similar thing katera for instance is doing this similar thing with housing but if they go through and like kind of help modernize the whole process and do so in a way that's sustainable and uh, not necessarily f- wasteful of materials and whatnot and and then they don't start to control the end product like they just kind of rent it out to people and if you want to airbnb you airbnb if you want to just live your life you just live your life Right. Well, I think, why wouldn't they control the end product? Well, I, I don't know. I, I think there's enough. I think it really kind of depends on what, similar to what you're talking about with Facebook, and I think it comes down to what are your intentions. Are you going to build a space and say everyone who lives here must rent out their unit, or must, or are you going to sort of build a space that says you can, you don't have to, kind of deal? Well, take WeWork for an example. They they build out spaces and they manage them. Yeah. And they see a lot of value in doing that through uh, sensors and information right. And, right. and whatever. So for me, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't be taking the same stance with it. I think I think they probably. I mean, it's hard to say. If you're building an apartment building, do you manage or do you partner with a developer? They might manage, but I guess to that point are you just sort of a manager who says hey if you're going to airbnb we're going to help you and kind of give you pointers and if you're not going to airbnb that's fine uh, maybe they'll maybe if everything's sort of connected they'll take anonymous data from your apartment uh, but what how what does that data do to benefit them right like why does it benefit them that your apartment's warmer than the one next to them uh, i don't know if that really does i think the the data that benefits them is what apartments tend to be rented out what apartments don't tend to be rented out which ones sit vacant for longer which ones tend to be airbnb units more than just regular units where people want to live i think that's the data that kind of serves them well in in their end product in deciding what to design next or like or just where do people instagram right i think that's an easy one to track like are they happy with their units i don't know maybe i'm too naive maybe i'm thinking not thinking maliciously enough with how people are going to use their data but i, don't, I, don't I think, think to me that's, i don't think it's naive necessarily um and i'm just trying to be i'm just trying to pull some pull right. out some things that maybe it's not maybe it's not even really a problem right maybe it's not or maybe it is i don't know i think without more more sort of information from them it's hard to say what this is and what this isn't but yeah. I, I think it sort of is an interesting it'll be an interesting sort of experiment for them because they're they're really have the opportunity to purpose build this architecture for themselves whether or not they inf- literally force it on the people or not. Yeah, and 
I've always thought that architecture is done best when you're your own client. Uh-huh. So this is this is kind of why it makes me think it'll actually work. Because I I, I think like they might get it done, but it, they might run in might, might find that the costs are ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean they have so much. What makes them different is they have a whole lot of profit from their tech arm. Like they can invest money into this. They're doing this through their research and innovation arm. It's not even Airbnb, right? right. It's through their research, so they have overhead to push. I think if this really starts to fail, maybe they'll stop it. But I, I and and again, I don't know enough about how their leadership thinks to really say anything but i think what kind of differentiates this and other sort of startups like a katera or any of those other people who are doing this sort of modular construction stuff is they have this um, large amount of overhead to do research whereas your average architecture firm has almost zero overhead to do research katera isn't a service provider is it it's they they have they have bought architecture firms that work under them and they also have factories that build houses so it's sort of yeah, this vertical integration of architecture and cm and construction and logistics and all that but they're trying to build houses which they are going to sell to someone to i don't which... think necessarily i don't know enough about them but i think they like their architecture gets hired to do it right they have that like michael green guy who's sort of the the one of the experts on uh what is it timber construction and then they just bought this like lord sergeant or whatever hake firm like it's a pretty yeah. big firm so what's lord lord ache sergeant or something like that yeah, i've never heard of this what's really fascinating to me about the airbnb one is that they're going to be providing these things for themselves so yeah. they know their market they have a market yeah well they're already they're already out there advising people on how to build units for airbnb which is, this is like kind of this natural extension of what they're yeah. doing no I, I i i i think it probably will work i think yeah. it'll probably work really well yeah. um and it might be kind of scary yeah well it just it just makes sense to sort of you have you have the end result of the experience already so why not sort of purpose build towards that end result since you know what you're looking for in, right. in a way and so I mean, if 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 they con if they're continually understanding shift people shifting perspectives of the experiences they want, and they seem to be very on point for what people actually want, right? As as um, depressing as that may be, uh, they seem to understand at least those that are on their service, right? Um, then sure, they're all authentic experiences, right? Like you can't argue with it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be very hard for them to truly get that. Just, just to the extent that architecture and design is hard, and and it's and they'll have to hit this middle ground between, between kind of efficiently done but not too touristy, which they they probably can do, but it'll be it'll be hard to do that. Yeah, but they well, do have the tools available for them. It seems to do that. You peruse their job boards and they're hiring architects and interface designers and uh, yeah, yeah yeah like we work went through this big hiring thing and and everyone's going to work for we work but we work is old news it's airbnb that's where it's at and the next week it'll be someone else but yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't I, know and we'll see where this goes it's too early to really say what will happen yeah, i was just it, absolutely it, fascinated it, when i saw it i have 100 percent buy it based on what they say and then this picture of this guy with the sweater yeah, I'm, I'm still convinced it's a rendering. 
I don't but think I, it's fair. I hundred percent buy it, and I I just think that it's 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 sad because they're going to get it done. They they're going to figure out how to do architecture well and at scale before anyone else does. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's actually going to work, and what are what are going to be the results of that? You know, it's architecture memeing itself. Because architecture is over here, the kid in the corner eating glue. Well, Airbnb is is the one getting A's in the class. Yeah, and WeWork. I mean, they they're kind of yeah. I'm I mean, still high on WeWork, even though they're similar boat. Similar boat, different industry, but similar boat. Like they're I've doing always, the same I've thing. More, I've always been more interested in living in you know, like places where we live, so that's that's why I'm more drawn to this one. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, because it's just it, it, they just have so much available to them to be able to do this. It's like, yeah, and you, and you think about it, and you're like, okay, I'm an individual. I want I, I am a millennial. I don't want to be pinned down anywhere. Right. I don't want to buy a house. I don't want to buy furniture. I don't want to own any of these things. What if it's just all provided, and it, you know? Yeah, or maybe maybe you have levels of provision. Like I want yeah. to own these things, and there's some that literally furnish it, how you want it to furnish, and there's some that aren't furnished or the levels of furnishment like. Yeah, or or suppose you have like five apartments in a city. All of a sudden, you can sort of mass buy certain pieces of furniture and, and distribute them as needed. Yeah, we're gonna call Airbnb neo authenticity. Neo authenticity. Yeah, I mean, ne- it, it totally is. They're gonna do it. Yeah, neo critical regionalism. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just smear it on the side. <laughs> I think I I just find it hilarious. I mean, yeah. we'll see if it get, we'll see if it happens. But. Yeah, we'll see if they execute it this way, but it just makes too much sense. When you have the experience, why not build towards it? Yeah. And I think the architecture itself could be changed through this. Like you could think of floor plans. Like, do you start to put bedrooms right on the hallway, right, so that you can have a third door, a second door to a bedroom, so that or if some are on the doors. exterior, right? Yeah. So like. As if someone needs to rent this out, they don't have to come through the main space. They just go into the bedroom, right? Yeah. And that, that all of a sudden they have great access to this and they maybe they have their own bathroom in there. But then if you start to build apartments on the hallway, on the corridor, so there's access to the exterior, all of a sudden you have to have windows. So do you notch in the building all the way back to have a window in that bedroom? Um, you might start seeing these sort of weird formal Airbnb things where you're like, oh, that's an Airbnb unit, that deep notch there. Yeah, I, when you say that, I there was something else I wrote, which is about perception and how people, how will people perceive these things? Is, is this like the hearkening of the future, like in 2001? Are people going to see these as these technological things that are super smart and integrated, but highly architectural and and all this? I don't know. Will you, will you walk down the street and see it different, or is it going to integrate? I don't know. Up to this point, I've really only thought of the interiors. I have really yeah. put zero thought into the exterior of the building. But I think that's like the interesting thing about building off of a tech platform, right? As we talked about recently, is like there's no form to this. There's no inherent form to this outside of they kind of know what you want and they can layer on like what sort of materials make sense and feel authentic and what sort of furniture makes sense and feels authentic. And Which on one end is nice because that's, like they say, it's really geared towards the individual. Like right. what Airbnb does about pleasing you right. as a person at person scale right so maybe they don't have formal fetish yeah yeah it's whatever makes sense in the area is what they need to do yeah then you get all this sort of maybe that's a new sort of postmodern where you got this sort of weird fake 
stuff that fits the area. <laughs> but that's, that's a, another issue all in it, It's an entire facade which is designed to be Instagrammed. <laughs> <laughs> From yeah. different levels. Yeah, that's what you need, right? That's what you need. Instagram facade. Instagram facade. All right, well, we'll see where this goes. We'll have to check yeah. back in on this at some point because once more information comes out, because it's, it's, it's really interesting. So let me... Let me see. I had I had a wrap up. Uh, so yeah, th- this whole thing about authenticity, really w- wanted that to lead into uh, the next conversation. I hope, right? What did I write down? I don't remember. Histories about histories and, and authenticity and how we've seen that notion evolve over time and, and what it means for building structures and elements and things like that. Okay. Well, okay. Let's do it. I hope. I yeah. think I think we can build something there. Yeah. We can try that out. All right. Uh, we good? Anything yeah, I else? think so. All right. Well, something. thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, come back next time. All right. we'll see you. See ya.